Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find our latest Sunday service. So as I say, good morning and welcome. Uh, shall we begin? I'll, I'm going to be using that uh, abbreviated form of morning prayer that the diocese produced for use during lockdown. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. That's an encouragement, isn't it? God is close to those who trust in him. O Lord, open our lips and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the light of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and for ever. Amen. Our psalm this morning is psalm number two and it's a psalm that's referenced in the new testament reading which we'll hear afterwards why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain the kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the lord and against his anointed one let us break their chains they say and throw off their fetters the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Uh, as I say, that psalm is going to be referenced in the New Testament reading, which comes from Acts this morning. And it's chapter 4. Verses 23 to 31. And just to give this a context, it takes place um, after Peter and John had been arrested and taken to, to appear before the Sanhedrin uh, when they'd been pre uh, preaching near the temple. They were held in cells overnight, then dragged before the Sanhedrin, who threatened them get the link to Psalm 2. They'd been threatened by the authorities. 
told not to preach. And then came Peter's really famous reply. This is in verses 19 and 20. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. They were then set free. The Sanhedrin didn't know what to do. They were set free. And that's where we pick up the reading. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voice together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. That's a really powerful passage, isn't it? And just a, a couple of things for this morning that, that struck me as I read it. That that passage comes, as it were, with a caution. But it also comes with some brilliant advice and encouragement. So first of all, the caution. In our journey of faith, as Christians, we will find opposition at times. People who will reject our lives, our faith. And sadly, as this morning's reading points out, at times that rejection goes beyond sort of personal rejection, but comes to, um, I suppose, what we would now consider state-sponsored rejection and oppression. And we know that that continues today in parts of the world, where Christians and Christianity is repressed. But the track record of the last, let's say just the last hundred years, is that in those countries where Christianity and the church has been oppressed, it can't be destroyed. When the time is right, it springs forth again. Wonderful encouragement. And also in that passage from this morning, 
we are reminded and we have it confirmed to us that uh, God can't be overthrown. I think that's the best way of putting it. When the apostles prayed, they prayed, Sovereign Lord. And in the original Greek, the word that's translated sovereign is despotes, which means an absolute ruler. Often used in the ancient world to describe the relationship between the master and slave. The master having complete power over his slaves. In the free Greek world, the word despotes was used to describe their gods. And we can take it and apply it to our God, the one who has absolute power. So although for a while those who would oppose the word, the gospel, may seem to flourish, we can be certain that God will prevail, that nobody can stand against him. So that's part one. And then into part two, the encouragement. Did you notice as we read that passage, what the disciples did, what Peter and John did after they'd been threatened? They went and they sought the company and the support of their fellow believers. That's important. They didn't try to bear this themselves. When they, when they had gone through this, they went back and they spoke with fellow believers. And then they prayed. And they prayed together. And what a prayer it is. I do uh, encourage you to read it again. And actually it gives us a way forward, doesn't it? To speak together and to pray. At times we all pray by ourselves, but there are times for praying together as well. And uh, there's, one, there's one verse in the passage that underlines the power and effectiveness of prayer. It's the last verse, verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So what an encouragement for us this morning. Despite that sort of uh, opening part of the threat to the, to the disciples and their preaching, the gospel can't be kept down. Should we take that out into our daily life this week and be encouraged and to continue praying for those things that we encounter? There's so much power in prayer. Amen. So we come to our time of prayer this morning, um, our intercessions. And please do, as usual, if you, uh, if you have any prayer requests that you'd like to share, uh, pop them into the comments and we'll, we'll get to as many as we can as we go.
So shall we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, we thank you that you have brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Keep us from falling into sin or running into danger. Order us in all our doings and guide us to do always what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful. Lift up all who are brought low. And so, Lord, having read that passage from your word and thought about the oppression that we witness around the world, we pray for those believers who are oppressed. And there's a prayer from Julie for the Messianic Jews in Israel for prayer. And Lord, we pray for all Christians who are um, singled out because of their faith. We pray that you will keep their faith strong, Lord, and help them to see their troubles through to the end. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, with Julie, we continue to pray for Roxanne, whose allergies are still causing trouble. Having She's been admitted to hospital, and we pray that uh, the right diagnosis and treatment can be found for her, Lord, to ease this issue. We pray for all who are suffering ill health, Lord. whether caused by coronavirus or any other underlying health problems. We pray for their well-being and their recovery, Lord, and we pray for your healing. And we pray for Wendy as she goes into hospital tomorrow for a procedure. And with Pauline for, for Rob, who's still waiting for results of his test. It's just coming to that time, Lord, when they should be ready. Um, six weeks since the tests. And that, as Pauline says, is a long time to wait. And so we do pray for that situation, Lord. that you'll surround Rob and the family with your love. And Lord, this morning we continue to pray for the Queen and her family as they mourn the, the loss of Prince Philip. And as they go through this week leading up to his funeral, 
they, with many, Lord, are on this journey through grief and mourning. And so we bring to you, as well as the, the royal family, Lord, all those families who, over this last year, have lost loved ones. May they all, Lord, know the comfort of your presence and your love in their lives. And so, Lord, we also pray for the encouragement that this morning's reading brings us. And for the guidance you bring to us through your word. As you encourage us to keep praying, Lord, knowing that you will hear our prayers and that you will answer. And we ask you to give us patience to wait on your word in reply to our prayers, Lord, and to be able to perceive and understand your word when it comes to us, knowing that your answer will be the right answer for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And thank you for that prayer, Pauline, uh, for this morning as the restrictions on us are lifted further. We pray for all those people who will be going back to work, perhaps for the first time in maybe a year, certainly for several months, Lord, and uh, they'll probably be feeling nervous. And we pray that this moment of opening up will pass without any um, large increase in, in infections, Lord. We pray your protection and your your care for those who are working in shops and uh, any other outlets in pubs and so on, Lord. We pray for the people who come into the shops, into the pubs, into the cafes. Pray for good sense. We pray for people to be considerate and to think of the health and well-being of others as well as themselves that we don't end up having more restrictions imposed on us but at the same time as our restrictions are lifted lord we pray for those countries where restrictions are being reimposed because of the spread of the virus pray that it can be brought back under control so that things can be eased once again, Lord. And so we offer you our prayers this morning, Lord. Heavenly Father, mm -hmm. accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
So let's now say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil, and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so this morning, do thank you for being with us. And as we go out into the day, whatever it may bring, please do stay safe. Uh, take care and let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, 